I lost so much weight. I was dead. You hear me? Oh. And um, from the drugs. From drugs. Yeah, I weighed one hundred and thirty pounds. I weigh one hundred and seventy now. Wow. And she didn't give up on me. I just said I got to quit. I can't do this. Yeah. And I asked for help. I went to the safe house and got them to get me into the Grace House. Wow. That's a blessing. In my life, you can't tell me there ain't no God because he moved mountains. Oh. And I don't care what nobody writes on a piece of paper. He, he's the one that says it all. Yeah. Without him, I wouldn't have made it this far. There's hope out there, and there's people that care. Yeah. You ain't got to stay out there in the streets. There is places to go. And Safe House Ministry, they really helped me. Hello, and welcome to Renew, Restore, Rejoice, the Safe House Ministries podcast where we share stories of the power of God to change lives through Safe House Ministries. Safe House Ministries is based out of Columbus, Georgia, and we are a ministry that exists to love and serve people who have been affected by addiction, homelessness, and incarceration. I'm your host, Phil Schuler, the Director of Development for Safe House Ministries here in Columbus, Georgia. Safe House serves over 1,100 people each month as they transition back into our community. Safe House provides an abundance of services, including 213 beds for homeless individuals and families, case management for obtaining job skills and long-term employment, over 300 hot meals every day, free clothing, and so much more. One of the most incredible services that Safe House provides is our free 9 to 12 month intensive outpatient substance abuse program, which is state licensed, CARF accredited, and has no wait list. Almost 100% of individuals staying in our shelters who follow our three phase program become fully employed within a few months. And 68% of individuals who stay at least one night with us end up finding work and moving into their own home. Thank you for being with us today and listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy this week's episode. Good morning. This morning on the podcast, I have Peggy Farrell. Good morning. Peggy, I'm so glad you're here today. Thank you so much. So glad that you're willing and excited to share your testimony and your story. Yes, sir. Just chatting with you a little bit before this. (laughs) seems like you have had just an incredible journey. Yes, I have. Um, A lot of ups and downs. And so I'm excited to to hear what you're going to share. Yes, sir. Now, I'd love to ask you, though, just starting out, if there was a word that you think, one word that might best describe you, what do you think that word would be? Survivor. Survivor? Yes, sir. What do you mean when you say that? I survived drug addiction. I survived abuse. And I survived the streets. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, Peggy, tell us, where did you grow up and what was growing up like for you? Okay. Childhood, my mom and dad was alcoholic. And I was born in Alabama, and I was raised over here in Georgia. They dropped us off one day and didn't come back and get us. Wow, here in Columbus? Yeah, with my uncle and aunt, and it was a long struggle there. Without them, we probably wouldn't have made it. Wow, so your parents dropped you off with your uncle and aunt? Yeah. How old were you at that point? I don't remember. I was real young, probably about five. Okay. And life just got... And then my mom had us all the time, and I remember her being drunk all the time. And when I was growing up, I just remember being under the bed, hiding, scared, because men molested me and stuff. And I got a brother and I got a sister, and my sister passed away. And my brother, he's still here in Columbus. Wow. Uh, So you grew up with your brother and sister there in the house? Yes. in In that situation? Yes, sir. Wow. So that was through your whole childhood, teenage yeah. years, and yeah, just on years. That, with your mom in that yeah, situation? Yeah, I ran away at age 12, and I started drinking and stuff. 
to get out of you just wanted to get yeah. away from that yeah and then i got the streets raised me yeah so where'd you so at 12 you just did you bounce around try to around. stay at friends houses yeah or? i had a friend named rachel i stayed at her house all the time yeah and i remember hiding in her mom's trunk to keep them from getting me and to keep your parents yeah. or your your my parents from finding uh, you again. juvenile. Wow. So it was, wow. And I remember at age 17, they finally got, my friend's mom finally got custody of me. Really? But then I didn't, it was yeah. too far gone. Yeah. I got with my husband and had my kids. So what did the teenage years look like for you then when you were getting into alcohol? Yeah, and... everything. And I didn't really do heavy drugs till 2004. And that's when I started doing crack cocaine yeah and then from there back to drinking and then i tried the meth and that's what i'm on probation for now wow. so. so you got married young yes like 17 18 yes yeah, 17 and then was that just to get out and just to... i just wanted a family without yeah. being married i didn't think i could have kids yeah i got married and then it was real bad again oh. So it was like one after another. Abusive relationship yeah, with the... that's why I say I'm a survivor. Yeah. And did, so when you were married, that's you guys had kids? Yes, sir. Okay. We had three kids. But we were still drinking and everything. And doing drugs as well? Yeah. He started beating on me and stuff. Wow. Yeah. Was it rough for the kids growing up there as well? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Did you raise all your kids? or I raised them halfway and then drinking made me lose my kids and everything. And I didn't have family members to take them. Okay. And I have one son that, he's, matter of fact, handicapped now. Real drug addiction. He went in jail, got paralyzed. Oh. But he serving the Lord now and everything. Okay. Yeah. And I have a daughter, and she lives in Pennsylvania, and she was adopted out. And I'm just now building a relationship with her. But I have a relationship with all three of my kids now. Okay. When you were married, just starting a family, starting your life, how old were your kids when to the point that you that they were they taken away? Yes, or were they... sir. They was taken away because of my husband and his and, abusiveness. Yeah. Wow. So. And you guys stayed married, and you stayed yeah. together. Well, he was married for twenty eight years. Wow. When he died, I went with him. He lived in Washington. Seattle, Washington. Oh, wow. That's a, and you were still here? Yeah. <laughs> I really never left here. <laughs> wow. Yes, sir. Wow. You were stable at least with a place to, to live at that point? Yes, sir. Okay. What happened from there? From when we separated? Yeah. We separated and he moved on. I found out he messed with my daughter. and So he was abusive to her? He child molested her. Oh. He kidnapped her one time, and that's what happened. And so she can't have kids because of that. We're still having to deal with that issue, so it's very sad. Because oh. his mom did have custody of her at one time, and I think that's when it happened. And she never told me about it till she was grown. But, yeah, me and her have been dealing with that here lately. But, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's me too. Because I would have probably done stuff differently. I never knew it, though. Towards the end of that time, your kids were taken away, your husband had died, you were still no, just... No, he just died six years ago. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. But I left him after... So you separated. So you guys yeah. were married still, technically, yeah. but you were separated. Separated, yes, sir. Okay. 
And then when y'all got separated, did you start to try to get cleaned up at that point? Or? I was trying to get cleaned up, but it didn't work. I got introduced to crack. Oh. That took me further on down the line. What was that time period like? I started that in 2004 and had my son in 88 and my other son in 90 and my daughter in 91, so I had him doorstep. Okay. And so in 2004, I mean, I was good raising them, but it was just when he was around. Yeah. And they had to see him beat me and stuff like uh, that. Wow. They had a hard life, too. Yeah. Were you in and out of prison yes, as sir, well? in and out of jail. Waking up in jail, didn't know what I've done. And charges I was in, like, oh, Lord. Wow. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah. Wow. So when you were not in jail, you had a place to live? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, and, sir. And walk us through that, that continuing okay. on. I had my own place, and it was in North Highland. I guess you heard of that. Yeah. And it was called Cozy Corner, so that's where my drug addiction really began. Oh. Because I opened the house up to everybody, and then I started selling drugs and doing it. How old were you at that point? That was in 2004. You were separated from your husband? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. And then I started getting in with other guys, boyfriends, and they were abusive to me, too. And my husband had just, he just... I don't know, just in and out of jail. So he started going other places and never hear from him. And my mother-in-law kept in contact with me and stuff. Yeah, okay. But I was in and out of jail, and I, my sister took care of me most of the time. And I was just in and out of jail. Most of the time I was in jail. Yeah. yeah. And then what began to change? What helped you to get out of that cycle? Be honest with you, when I went to jail and they opened the faith face door and Neil Richardson, he was there. And I guess in 2000-something, let's see, I'm trying to think, about 2015, 16. Yeah. And but the Christian dorm really helped me out a lot. And that, and then they had the safe house. That's how long they've been there. I started going there and eating and stuff. I always had God in my life. Yeah. But I just... Just got to the drugs and just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. But to be honest with you, jails really woke me up in that faith-based dorm. And the Safe House Ministries helped me a lot and helped my kids, everything. I'm just grateful. And this last time, I just said I'm tired. And it's been like four years ago. I said I'm just tired. And I finally went to court, and they said I had a drug problem. They put me in the DRC. Yeah. I went there, and the lady was going to arrest me because she come out the probation officer, and I kept dodging them and dodging them. And she said, no wonder I couldn't find you because you, I was looking for Peggy Farrell, and they was knowing, knowing you as Sharon Stone. And I said, oh. And she said, and they just, I lost so much weight, I was deaf. You hear me? Oh. And, um, from the drugs? From drugs. Yeah, I weighed 130 pounds. I weigh 170 now. Wow. And she didn't give up on me. She told uh, Miss Jones of the Daily Reporting Center, said, I'm going to go out there one more time. She come out there and got me. And, and then I got into DRC and everything. I just said, I got to quit. I can't do this. Yeah. And I asked for help. I went to the safe house and got them to get me into the Grace house. When was that? 
It was August the second. Okay. Believe it or not, August second. I've been there since. So you were uh, getting clean through the DRC. Yeah. And then you got into the women's shelter. Yeah. The Grace House. At with, August which is the safe house. Yep. Okay. It is. Wow. It's a blessing in my life. You can't tell me there ain't no God because He moved mountains. Oh. And I don't care what nobody writes on a piece of paper. He He's the one that says it all. Yeah. Without him, I wouldn't have made it this far. Wow. So, wow. And I'm, there's hope out there, and there's people that care. Yeah. You ain't got to stay out there in the streets. There is places to go. Yeah. And Safe House Ministry, they really helped me. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So they're at the women's shelter. The Safe House has just been able to help you in other ways also? Yeah. They helped me get my ID, birth certificate, and stuff like that through the DRC. Yeah. Okay. So, and you mentioned that Safe House has been able to help your kids? Yeah, because when they was out on the streets, they was hungry. Yeah. So they come and eat meals yeah. at the Safe House? We have. We have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. so they've really been a blessing. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Are all of your, you said three kids? Yeah. My daughter lives in Pennsylvania, and I have two sons. I have one son that he's in prison right now. Okay. And But he believes in the Safe House Ministry, too. He's in prison here? Yeah, uh, he's in Coastal State Prison. Okay. Yeah. All right. And you have another son? Yeah. He's here in Georgia. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good relationship with all your kids? Yes, right? sir. Yeah, I'm building everything back up. I'm so glad Can't to live that. in my past and just move on. Yeah. Uh, so tell talk to us about where you're at now. Like um, I think you had mentioned you're going to church. Yes, sir. I'm going to church. And I like helping other women to show them that they're, they do care. And I'm very thankful for all the staff I have at the Grace House. Yeah. Because I ain't going to lie. When I first got there, they didn't think I was going to make it. Because they said, look, I was so little, bony, and they just thought I wasn't going to make it. Cause, and the lady mistreats said, you can make it. Just hang in there. Yeah. And without God, though, I do my Bible study. I have a roommate, roommate named Rebecca, yeah. and we do our little Bible yeah. devotions in the morning before we go to devotion. Oh, so, you do your own devotions? Yes, sir. And then you go to the devotions that yes, are there sir. at the women's shelter? Yes, sir. Awesome. Yes, sir. And I think you were telling me that yesterday or sometime recently, you were asked to actually give the devotion. Yeah, I was yesterday. It was Tuesday morning, yesterday morning. Awesome. Yeah, I was nervous, but then when I got in there, I wasn't ner nervous, and it was about appreciation. Yeah, awesome. Appreciation for others? Uh, for others. Yeah, thinking about others instead of thinking about yourself. Yeah, that's right. Sounds like it was a good lesson. Yes, sir. Yeah. I'm trying to get my kids to realize that, to think yeah. about others instead of themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm very blessed, though. I am. Because God puts people in your past for a reason. Yeah. And there are angels. And I believe that with all my heart. Without that man upstairs, you can't be nowhere. God I mean, is there. He's got yeah. a purpose for all of us. He sure does. And he got a purpose for you. He loves us more than we understand, more than we yeah. know. And there ain't nothing I would do to go back to where I came from. I couldn't do that. Yeah. I'm not going to forget where I came from, but I'm not going to put myself back there. Yeah. I don't want to be in no more abandoned houses. don't want to be in no more streets. The only way I'm going to be in the streets is spreading God's word. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> wow. I praise the Lord for bringing you out of that. For yes, sir. Giving you a, a solid foundation, helping you get clean. Yes, sir. Oh. Smile now. <laughs> yes, sir. That's awesome. Yes, sir. I'm Thank so glad. You. Yeah. <laughs> And you have really pretty red hair as well. Thank yeah. you. Blue eyes, red <laughs> yeah. hair. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes, sir. Is there anything else, any other, uh, maybe an anecdote, a story, anything else maybe that you'd like to share? Just to let everybody know their addiction, you can overcome it. And there is people out there to help. And you ain't got to get in trouble to get the help. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> get the help before you get in trouble. Yeah, yeah, get the help before you get in trouble. Yeah. And I'm always available. So if you ever need to call me, you can awesome. on Facebook, Messenger. Yeah. Yeah. And you, thank you for having me here today. We're glad to have you. Okay. And I appreciate your heart of just wanting to help others. Yes, sir. That's a great thing. Yes, sir. Yeah. Peggy, think for a second. Is there any... A couple of little bits of wisdom, maybe some lessons that you've learned over the years that you would like to share. I've learned that breaking the law, you don't need to break the law. Because all the stuff I've learned and did in the past, I regret it. But I, I know the struggles, and I know that I thought nobody was out there going to help me. I thought I was a nobody. The devil will make you think things. If everything bad comes from the devil, everything good comes from God. That's what I've learned. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and the devil's going to try to come at you every ways. All you got to say is Jesus, and he's gone. You got to evict him from wherever you're at, or your mind and everywhere. Yeah. Right from the beginning, that old devil's been lying, yeah, and twisting, and making me think. Using. And people saying as mean as I used to be, because I was mean. Were you? Yeah, I didn't know it, and I got looking back. Oh, I was. <laughs> and uh, it's hard, but I made it through. I know it's just them streets are bad out there, and they're only getting worse. Yeah. yeah. But you now you're going to the Fort Church. Yes, you're, sir. And you're shining a light. Yeah. And everybody say I got a glow about me now. And I'm lucky to walk these days, but I'm walking. And I'm walking the straight path these days. I love it. That's good. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Yeah. And shining a light so that yeah. other people can see. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Any other last thing you want to share? That's it. Okay. Okay. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you. Thank you for being here, and it's good having you this morning. Peggy, do you mind if I close this in a word of prayer? No, sir. Father, I bow my heart, and I thank you for your grace and your goodness. Thank you for your greatness, your sovereignty, for the fact that you're there, that you know everything about us, that you see wherever we're at, that you love us no matter what we've done. Thank you for saving Peggy. Thank you for bringing her out of the darkness, for just helping her to find healing from just the many hardships that she's faced. Help her children. Bless their lives. Give them your peace and your love and your grace. And give them your guidance. Oh, I pray for her children, that they would look to you, that they would recognize that you love them more than they know, that they would turn to you, walk with you, that you'd help them. Give them healing for their hearts, Lord. Help her two sons and her daughter, then help Peggy, Lord, to, to stay strong in her faith, to stay next to you, to 
continue shining a light and to be a help to others so that others can see the change that you've made in her life and that others will be drawn to you because of what they see in Peggy. We praise you and love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. We look forward to being with you again next week as we share another testimony about the power and the goodness of God to change lives through Safe House Ministries. If you are someone listening to this podcast that loves to hear these stories of the great things that God is doing in changing people's lives for the better, and if you would like to be a part of that work, please reach out to us. You can reach us at 2101 Hamilton Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31904. You can call us at 706-322-3773. Or you can email us at info at safehouse-ministries.com.